Hello and welcome to the Potters podcast after a trip to the seaside. It wasn't so jolly, but we'll go in first just to cheer everybody up with a 3-0 win against Huddersfield. Let's go in with that quick. And before we do, hello Ange. Um, good evening and um, I don't like Blackpool. It, it, it has become run down and there's no point going there anymore for me. I had a horrible day yesterday and I don't think I've... I've got over it yet. Hello, everybody. I can tell by your voice, Andrew. You seem very, very angry, but I know it's for something else that we're going to later. Yeah, it is. Right, so before we go into, obviously, the nightmare at the seaside, we'll talk about Huddersfield, which wasn't so much of a nightmare. It was quite a good game, wasn't it? Well, it's only good because we scored three goals, and let's be honest, they were particularly poor, only surpassed in poorness by Blackpool yesterday. But we couldn't beat Blackpool yesterday, could we? Well, no, we couldn't. But you know, there was. I, I think um, there was positives with Ben Pearson wanting against Huddersfield. He made the game look like we could control the ball in midfield, which was missing against Blackpool. And we'll have to go into it. We'll have to go into it. Right. Okay. So we had a nice trip, a massive turnout, and fair play to the Stoke fans. They went down in force to Blackpool to watch absolute dross and. Yes, completely and utter, absolute dross. And that really, it's very difficult to try and be, look at the positives, because you could say we had all the possession, we had all the shots, but really apart from one goal, worldy the goalie made save, um, a shot that Smallbone and Gale should have buried, uh, I didn't see any, we do, we're just simply not clinical. I was out yesterday, so I am a little bit groggy, I will be honest. I've only been back three hours. But what we'll talk about, we'll go in first with the stats. Possession, yes, we had all of it. We had 69% to their 21. We had 25 shots to their 7. But only six of them were on target compared to their 1, which obviously led to the goal. Corners, we had five, they had three. And this weekend, we lost fouls. This time, Blackpool won it with 13 to nine. Gosh. So, on readings of that, you wouldn't have thought we would have lost that game by a goal to nil, would you? I mean, 25 shots. No. But you knew, as soon as Thompson turned his back and the ball flew in the net, sent Sarsic the wrong way, you knew we were going to lose. I'll be honest, I did it half time. I can remember sitting there with my mates and I said, we're not going to win this. I, I can see coming, we've got no... We, we had nothing when it was coming forward. The balls were... I mean, we were getting in good areas. We were passing the ball great at times, but with no end results. Um, I don't like Campbell on that side. And I thought his balls were atrocious. Sterling's weren't much better. And I didn't really understand where Brown was playing during that game. No, nor me. Uh, I don't think Brown did, to be fair. I think the big attacking threat she got, we were on the wing. Yeah, but we every ball that wasn't going through, and it was a real disappointment. I mean, is it a fact of Ben Pearson being in there? Because I, I couldn't understand. And again, another, another squad change. Well, Ben Pearson had got a, an injury uh, that he picked up um, in the match. And in the last match against Huddersfield and I'm hoping he isn't out too long with it because if he is I think we're in trouble I think well we're all in trouble I don't think we'll go down I've, I've changed my opinion on that but 
it is dying. I, I will be honest. And before we depress anybody, even further, we're going with everybody's favourite part of the week. We're going with player ratings, and we'll start with Sarkic. Can I just say that it might be everybody's favourite part of the week, but I'm actually finding it not mine because I've come down to your level here and I've started giving low scores like you, but today um, my scores might be uh, very low. <laughs> we, we, have, we have hit minuses in the past. Right, well, I'm going to. Uh, you said uh, Sarkic. He didn't have much to do. He wasn't fought with a goal. I thought he was fairly competent. Five. Yeah, I'll go with a solid five. I thought he... Yeah, he was sold a dummy once, but it was a wicked deflection. It went it went the opposite side. But everything else I thought he dealt with. I, I, he didn't make any mistakes, did he? Which is nice to see from a goalkeeper. We haven't seen yeah. that all season. So, you know, I'm not. even though I don't rate him, I don't... You know, at least he's competent, isn't he? At least he's doing the job. He gets a five because, let's be honest, I don't really understand how he lost, but we, we'll we'll die, we'll carry on. Right, Sterling at right back, which didn't seem like he was playing there either. I thought his final ball was poor yesterday, but solidly in defence, he, he isn't bad going forward. I guess I've probably found him a more impressive since he's come back from that injury. Again, he's only getting a five. Uh, I'll go with a, a brilliant, solid five as well. I mean, I'll be honest with you, his balls were horrific. I mean, he's, he's no Beckham, is he? No. I liked his running. I liked how he was overlapping. I thought that's good. He's a good player. I mean, the thing is for me, if he was a permanent player, I'd go, we've got some at build there. We've actually got a right back for the first time in about seven years. It, it was great to see. But his balls were atrocious. I can remember one didn't he hit the corner flag right towards the end of the first half. But I don't. But everyone thinks. You have to laugh, don't you? I mean, <laughs> it was so bad. It was horrific. But the thing was, everybody's assuming. I mean, the one on the other side of where he was. I mean, it was the one on on his side. He somehow miss kicked it. He hit the corner flag on his own side. I mean, what was going on? And. I've I've got to go five because the balls were that poor that I, I just could only I could only laugh. But sometimes you have to cry, and we'll go in now with Phil Jaggy Elke. Um, I was surprised that um, Jaggy Elke managed, and I don't mean this nastily because he obviously keeps himself fit. I was surprised that he did the the three game week. I'd be surprised if he plays midweek, though I think he will. And he's getting a five as well. There's a pattern emerging here, isn't there? Uh, I'm going to go with a six, actually, for Phil Jagielka. I, I thought he, he held it together well, to be honest. I, I, lo I loved his header in midweek. I thought that I thought that was brilliant. That was beautiful yeah. loop there, cracking. But it, we're going on the Blackpool game, and I thought he was probably the best defender. Which, because you know, to be fair, we did defend quite well, didn't we? There was only a couple of slip-throughs. Obviously... <laughs> to defend but there was a couple of times they were breaking through because the thing is with Blackburn which we'll talk about on the on the team when we talk about the team ratings we, we were getting over, overrun a lot now and then but when they were breaking they were breaking weren't they? there was no stopping them apart from bits and bobs but he's only getting a six hand he's not getting any are you now we're going to Wilmot who again keeps playing on the wrong side of defence he's been brilliant he's getting a five getting a five just a solid five 
a solid five for Ben Wilmot. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four. I thought he was poor, but I don't like him at left centre back. He, he's never a good. He doesn't perform there. And you've got a good experienced Jagielka there. Swap them round so you can get the best out of Wilmot. He's terrible at defending on his wrong side. Okay. And you saw that yesterday. The ball, every time they were running forward, he, he just can't tackle with his left foot. And some players can't. Some players are very right-footed. There was two fouls in the first half, which for me would have gone, right, I might have to swap this round because Wilmot's been has caught a player twice. I think it was Pavida and the, the second one was that lad on loan from Arsenal, Patino, yeah. who Stoke should yeah. be looking at next season because he's a very good young little player. But he gets a four from me because he was just getting overrun, but he's in the wrong position, so I can't 100% blame him. And now we move into Morgan Fox. I'm trying to think of a way of putting this. I'm I'm not Morgan Fox's biggest fan, but I just didn't think he was very good at all yesterday. Um, Four. I'll go over three with Morgan Fox. He's gone back to his old ways, doing nothing. He's awful going forward. He, well, he doesn't overlap. Like when we were watching, that, that's what I think was breaking us down so much on 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 Saturday. Is that there was a lot of times when Campbell was getting in good positions, and then Fox was stopping, and because he knew he didn't have the legs to get back, at least he had the brains to understand that he hasn't got it. Yeah, true, true. Because he because every time every time he went too far forward, we got overran. So yeah. for me, at least he had the brains to stay where he was. And but. Defensively, he get we kept getting caught. The the times he did get forward, you've got to read the game. And the problem is with Morgan Fox, which is why I think he's failing as a player and struggling. Because I like him as a left centre back, except he, he he just doesn't attack well enough for me. And he keeps getting he keeps getting a nosebleed every time he gets past the halfway line. He's not a centre back. He's a left back. He's got to overlap. He's got to help out. And he didn't yesterday, so he gets a low mark. Right, okay. now we go into Thompson. Uh, I thought he was... He, he sort of flattered to deceive yesterday. He he broke up play a bit, didn't nothing with it. But for me, um, he scored the own goal, really. It hit him on his sort of backside, sort of going up to his back, because he turned his back on the ball, so he's getting a five. He's getting a four from me, Thompson. I thought he was... I, I thought he was struggling, but I didn't know where he was playing because every time I was watching him, especially in the first and second half, he was getting to points and then he was stopping. And then he was like, he, he broke the play up all right to an extent, but his passes, he, he, for me, he was slowing everything down. He was passing to the simple man all the time. He was, he'd become a left footed Joe Allen against Blackpool. He was just passing it to the easy man all the time. And a few times, a little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of a clever ball across. Sterling was away. Brown was getting frustrated because it was. I yeah. remember towards the middle of the first half, was he was clear through. If Thompson just put a little flick ball, he'd lost his defender. But they've got no brains to pick him out. They are. They've got no ability to do these things. And Thompson shined at that for me yesterday. He did some good things, but yet again with Thompson, there's always a negative in his game. He seems like sometimes he's a great passer. But then defensively he falls down. He's got to learn to be both. Yeah, fair enough. Right, now we go into Josh Laurent, who's going to be a, a topic for later as well. Well, I thought he was our man of the match. Uh, I thought he looked at the, like the most creative person on the pitch. Um, 
he's very powerful runner. He needed some players with him. Uh, I thought he handled himself incredibly well at the end of the game, but that's another topic we'll probably come on to. And he's going to get my top mark with a seven. Oh, you're going high there, Andrew. I thought you said you're going into my scores. He's getting man of the match and he's getting a six. He, yeah, okay. He played well. I did like him. I thought box to box, and I thought he was pretty unlucky with that shot very early on. Um, which he's inconsistent, though, isn't he? Ian? He's inconsistent. I, I, I'll agree with you there, but he wasn't. He faded in the second half, I thought. Yeah, he, he does come across lazy, and I think that's why the abuse did hit him second half, because he, he did slow down. And I think there was a couple of times where he couldn't even be bothered past the ball when he lost the ball in the second half to. Patino again, and that lad, for somebody who's 18 or 19, he really impressed me. Why didn't Stoke get him on loan? You know what I mean? This is the thing that's really frustrating me. But I thought he was he was the only one who was going to make some happen yesterday, yesterday, Laurent. So he gets a six and he does get man of the match from me as well. Right, so now I move into Smallbone. Yeah, uh, I thought Smallbone played well midweek, by the way, while we're talking about Huddersfield. Um, I think he was a little bit better than some of them six. Um, he gets a five from me. He could have scored. He, he should have buried that chance. We all know he did, yeah. which is which is why he's only getting a five. But I did like his running off the ball. I liked his commit his commitment to the game yesterday as well. He didn't give up on anything, which is what I liked. Um, but he didn't really affect the game enough for me. He didn't get in good positions. He didn't he didn't create anything either. It wasn't a it wasn't. It, it's you know. It's this simple five out of ten. He's such a frustrating player, isn't he? Yeah. And it, I think there is a player in there. Would you take him on a free transfer just as a squad player? Yeah. No, get him on the free transfer. Go for a four or five million. Well, he caught his contracts up at the end of the season, isn't he? Well, that's the, oh right. Well, yes, I would. Yeah, I'd take him on a. Just, just bolster the squad. I would take him just to see if we can improve him because I don't. I think the, the, there's something there, but I think I don't know what. I don't know if it's because the players around him that aren't linking well with him, but I think there's a player there. Right, we're moving to Jacob Brown. Well, he played all over the pitch, didn't he? Yeah. Five. I'll go on with a four, to be honest. Now, I don't think this was his fault, but I didn't know where he was playing. Pretty. No, what, what he, yeah, okay. I mean, all I'll ever say about Jacob Brown, even if he has a nightmare, is you know he's going to work hard. Yeah, he grafted. There's no question he grafted, but I didn't understand where he was playing. Like, when it, when it set up and when we obviously conceded, he was playing right wing, but then kept drifting in and Sterling was overtaking him. And, and if you notice in the first half, every time Blackpool broke, it was down the left side when Sterling yeah. was leaving a gaping hole. Well... If you're going to play him on the right, play him on the right. If not, yeah. put him up front alongside Gale. And we'll get we'll get on to Gale in a minute. But I thought he did all right. I mean, he was working hard. He was linking things up. But there was no end ball, was there, at all? And that's it. I mean, Brett, you talk about Brown. He can only play from right or the middle. So it's just... Yeah, yeah. I'm just frustrated like everybody else. Yeah, it's a very frustrating result. There's no question of that. Right, now we're moving to Campbell. He had the one chance, and it was a brilliant save. That one shot he had, which was also deflected. The difference was their keeper made a worldie. I just don't think he's the player he was. And I'm not saying he's not trying, but he's he's not lost some of the effectiveness he had. 
and he seems that um, he takes the chances more often than not. But he's been shunted to the left. To, it looks like to provide crosses when where Timon's not playing, and I think I think he's wasted. So uh, he's only going to get a six off me. I'll give him a four. I'll give him a four. I thought he wasn't very good at all. I thought he did a lot of running. He did create the best chance. Um, but he's. I don't like him on that left side because he can't cross the ball. Every ball that he put in, I think I think there was six in the first half. Every single one was over the top of everybody or too too short. He's got to make it. He's, I don't, the problem is with, with him, Campbell, I think it was crying out for him to play on the right side. I think he would have got through there because Brown was getting through a few times, but he, yeah. but he was on his right foot. So he, he couldn't he couldn't get it on his left because he can't cross on his left. Now, if Campbell was there, I think he would have had two or three chances in that first half and might have scored one. But the problem is because he was out there on the left, it doesn't suit him. He's not Because he, he, he still tries to do the same thing. He tries to cut in, but then he realises he can't hit with his right. So, you know, we've got two players playing inverted wing, well, playing as wingers who have got to be natural wingers, crossers of the ball, and neither of them are. Brown isn't to Nevis Campbell, so you've got to have possession in there to make him inverted. Now, I think if we'd put Brown on the left and Campbell on the right, I think we would have won that game. Yeah, I think, well, we, would, we couldn't have had any more chances and spurned them, could we? That's what I mean, I think we would have won it, because they would have come yeah. in on the, on, the, on, the right, on the right foot, coming inwards, and would have had that space. Whereas, because they were both on the, on the as, as wingers, they, they're just not wingers, it's just silly. It just gets me angry of how it is because I think Campbell's wasted there on the left. He's 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 brilliant at coming in on his right, and and every time we've well not every time but most of the time we've seen him play on the right and he's come in he scored a goal. Yeah. And that's the frustration. Right now we're going to talk about the one that for me I don't understand why he's playing in this position and that's Dwight Gale. Well, it's not working for him, is it? That's an understatement. Yeah. Um. I think. I think his legs have gone. I think that's um, that's obvious. Uh, and apart from that, I felt yesterday for the first time he was he was hiding. I felt he was hiding and, and making runs into play places that um, it was difficult to to get the ball to. You see, the problem you've got at the moment is if he doesn't play, what do you do? With, with the personnel we've got, they've never, we've never replaced Dilap, who's gone. Uh, we've never replaced that strong physical presence of a centre forward. So, if you don't replace him, then you've got what are you going to do up front? He's obviously out of sorts. He's going deeper and deeper to get the ball. He snatches at chances. Um, he doesn't work in the front three. No, he doesn't. That's, my, that's me. So I'm going to give him... Um, he missed a sitter, three. I think he did quite high there. I'm going to go over two, to be honest. I thought he was dreadful yesterday, um, Gail, from first minute to the end. I thought he was terrible. The, all the long balls were coming up were absolutely pointless. I mean, I, I mean, if I was Jaggy Elka putting that long ball up, I'd go... Boss, what am I doing this for? Don't stop doing this in the first half. I, you know what I mean? I'd be saying something. You know, what's the point of putting a ball up to a, what, a five foot ten striker when you've got two of the biggest men behind him in the Blackpool back line? 
pointless. Yeah. You might as well just boot the ball out of play. You, you'll have as much effect. Or kick it as hard as you can to a Blackpool player and hope to get a throw in. Because pointless. And the thing is, he had, the, for me, the second best chance of the game. And he's known for his finishing. That was a big chance that he missed there. That could have got us a vital point there. Yeah, it could have. And he, he just snatched it and put it wide. Not good enough at all. And, you know, he's on a good wage. We know he's on 20-odd grand a week. This player's probably... He's probably now our highest or second highest paid player. And he scored one goal. Now, if it's true what I've heard that his contract's up at the end... Well, we've got him on a two-year deal, but we've got a choice of backing out of it after one. I think it's bye-bye time for me. Yeah, but you're not, you're not going to do that, are you? Well, Stoke won't, no, because, you know, they'll have to bring someone else in and we're now hard of a cheer than that is. But... Gail, did you think he deserved his abuse that he got yesterday? Because this is three games in a row now, isn't it, where he's been pretty poor. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it is, really. So, I can understand why the the abuse is coming into him, but it, it, for me, it's Alex Neal. He should know this. With all this so-called top tactician and everything he's got, what's he doing? Putting long balls up to a five-foot... What, what is he? Five-foot eight, five-foot nine? He's not uh, a tall he's, man. He's, he's, I don't think he's five-foot eight. It's, it's ridiculous. It really is. Right, so let's go into the source. We'll get more angry. Right, in the 70th minute, there was a double change, which saw Baker come on for Gale and Hoivy, Hoivy, whatever, come on for Sterling in the 70th minute. Now, the Sterling one made no sense to me at all. Well, you go with Hoiver first. Right. I thought he's. I think he's better than Sterling going forward. I think defensively he's quite poor. Um, I didn't think he had a long time on five. Uh, five for me. I can't really judge him. A couple of good runs, but other than that, not a lot. I was just more angry. Well, I'll be honest. Not long after that, I went. I'll be honest. As soon as Sterling went off, I thought we're losing any creativity, and I thought I'm going. Um, so I'll give him a five. Right, uh, then Baker. I didn't think Baker did much yesterday. It's quite clear that he's not flavour of the month. Um, he's been on the bench a few times. There's all sorts of rumours flying around about he's fallen out, but he doesn't have any impact. He didn't have any impact for me at all, and I just didn't think he achieved anything when he came on. So I'm going to give him a four. I'll give him a free, actually. I, I, I thought he had a bit of an attitude problem when he came on yesterday, like I should be playing every week. No. Yeah. No, sorry, mate. You've been woeful for half the season. So it's it's another one that's going to backfire on us. I said this. I said this right at the end of last season. Do not give him a long contract till he proves it. You did. You did, Ian. I said, I said do not give it him one because he'll, we need him. I wanted to see him do a full season of playing well. And he's he's now throwing his push, he's throwing all his toys out of his pram when he's got no reason to be to think of himself as a top player. Fair enough in that first half of the season when he came in January, he looked brilliant. But this season, he's, been, he's I can't remember a real game where he's dominated or played well. Yeah, 
And he's deservedly been dropped, which I'm, I'm kind of happy about. And he's coming on the 70th minute. Looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. We had a game win. There's a couple of times where he could have made some real bursts into the box and he couldn't be bothered. So for me, bye-bye, Baker. I've had enough of him. Let's get him out. Right. Um, and then on the 90 plus two minutes, Young Low made his debut. Yeah, and what a promising... I think he was on for four minutes for the injured time, but what a promising uh, cameo appearance it was for him. I know he didn't want to bring him on when it was like that, but he held the ball up well. Uh, with Tesla being out for, I think, he'll probably be out for two or three weeks, um, he's obviously going to want to use him more from a bench. I thought he did more as a forward than, for example, Gale did at all. Um, he's a big lad. The ball sticks to him. He won a header in the box. But because he only came on for a short space of time, you can't really give him a huge amount of points. So I'm giving him a six. Uh, I'll give him a six. I thought he did more than Gale in, what was it, four minutes than, than he yeah, did all game. Yeah. So I, I will give him some credit. He's, he's a, he looks a big, powerful unit, which is what yeah. what, what, what we've been crying out for that. I'll guarantee... No, I, I actually think he'll be better than Tesla long term. I, I think he'll get in the team soon. Yeah, I hope so. I, I think he will. Because I, I, I think he, just that hold-up play alone should be getting Neil going, hmm, he, he could do some good here. It might just be bench appearance, but if he comes on and nods, and nods a winner in, you know, there's a chance he could start breaking in. Yeah. Right, so we look at the subs that weren't used. Bonham wasn't used. Neva was Taylor, unfortunately. And then Redding and Ababambo. Yeah. Right, it was nice to see a load of youngsters on the... On Ababambo, yeah. 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 Well, at one point, um, I was so despondent. I mean... You can have, you've talked about the stats. You've talked through all the stats today, Ian. The only stat that matters, we know, is the goal. But you can have 90 crosses, but if 89 of them are hitting the opposite corner flag, it's pointless. And Thompson's crosses, my God, they weren't very good. Sterling's crossings weren't, crosses weren't very We were just... I just wonder... <sighs> Defensively, we might be OK. Midfield, I think we're below average, but up front we've got nothing. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's nothing up front there for me. And to be honest, with how poor Gale's been and how hit and miss Campbell's been, I'd rather see Tez Jalen low play. I'd rather see no, these... Well, you're not going to see Tez Jalen for a bit because he's injured. Well, no, if, if he wasn't injured, Andrew, you know what I meant? You're very, you're very aggressive today. I'm very, very angry. Well, I'm just going to rub a bit more salt in the room. I did actually predict the 1-0 Blackburn win. Blackburn just go win. away now. That was the end of today's podcast. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this. And we'll be back next weekend for another miserable session. See, I was waiting then. I was waiting to throw that in for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually thought you put the phone down then. Right, so we'll go in with the overall performance of the team. What are you going to go in? Three. A three. I'll go a bit high because, I mean, possessional-wise and defensive-wise, we, we did all right. All right. So, I honestly, I don't know how we lost that game. We controlled it for 80 minutes. I, I can't understand. Right, so we'll move into... Alex, oh, no, the referee's rating. What are we going to give him? Five. Luke, he missed a nailed-on penalty when the bloke... I know Gail isn't very big, but he picked him up by the throat and threw him on the floor in the penalty area. Yeah, it was. I agree. It was a penalty. We were all shouting. It was that time as well where Brown got through 
and was and pulled back and he just pushed the lad off and and it was given a foul to them as well. I thought he had a bad game. He's getting a four from me, to be honest, the referee. But what do we expect nowadays with these refs? We know they're biased and we know they're idiots. So we can only go with what we've got. Right, now this... The problem with you, Ian, is you don't say what you, you mean. Yeah, you well, sit on the fence all the time. I, one thing I do not do is sit on the fence. And that's one <laughs> thing I definitely don't do. If I see it, I'll say it. It's one of them things. Right, it's, it's, why, it's why I'm probably not liked, but who cares? What I'm going to say is now we're going to go into the interesting one. This is where everyone's going to be proper turning up the sound on the dials. Alex Neal's rating. Right, OK. Alex Neal's rating. I thought the subs were way too late. Um, you can't fault him because we kept getting chances in terms of the amount of possession we had. He's getting a five. Uh, he gets a three from me, Alex Neal, for this result here, because I think a lot of it is down to his own, his own faults. I mean, we look at the squad straight away. We've got Sarkic in goal. I know that's fair enough. Stealing it right back, I agree with that. But then swap Jagielka and Wilmot round. I saw that after 20 minutes. Put Wilmot yeah. right centre-back and put Jagielka there because he doesn't rely on pace and he can tackle with both feet. He's a very experienced defender. Yeah. You are right there, Ange? Yeah. Then... Yeah. After the second, somehow, figure out a way of getting rid of Fox. That's got to be the next one on the agenda. Then I looked in midfield, keep Laurent on the right centre, right side and keep Thompson on the left so Thompson could do some first-time passes instead of having to keep coming on his left, left foot, which slowed everything down and gave Blackpool a chance to regroup when we were attacking fastly. But the problem is when we attack, we've got so many players who are playing on the wrong foot they can't put quick passes through, so we can't break teams quickly. Then, you look at that forward line. Put Brown up front. He's the only one who can hold the ball up. He's the only yeah, one who can, who can knock it around and has got a bit of size about him. Fair enough, he's not amazing at it, but he's better than Gale. Then you put Campbell on the right side so he can come in on his left where there's opportunities against Blackpool, where he can get it on his left foot and have a shot and maybe take a few chances. Then put Gale on the left side because he can cross with his left and he's adequate with his right as well. So he can play inverted and put crosses in. Use your brain, Alex Neal. I've never, I haven't done a minute's coaching badges and I could see that after five minutes. What do you think, Andrew? Do you reckon I'm right with some of that? I reckon that you're probably right on this occasion. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, because I mean, it makes sense to have Brown on the, uh, Wilmot on the right side of centre-back because he, he, he's terrible when they run down his left. And you've got Gale on that side, because he's quick, he is quick, he can be. I know he's lost a bit of a yard or so, but he's still quick. And for me, Alex Neal, he's got to start sorting this out. And the thing I'm getting really picked off with, we have a great win midweek, and he swaps the formation. And yeah, fair... well, I mean, it's been so stoked for five or six years, hasn't it? We, we win one, then the charity bus rolls into town and we can't get momentum. I mean, it's it's just the way Stoke have been, and and I, I don't think I've ever seen so many injury-prone players in one squad in all my life. I mean, we they've only got to twist an eyelash and they're off. <laughs> yeah, it is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I mean, we've got to think about this. I mean, there's probably only only one club who's got more injuries at Stoke at the moment. It's Rangers. I mean, well, I guess we've always Ian. We've been that way for years, and we're going to either have a bench full of one-legged. Uh, really badly injured players or little babies, young boys of 15, 16. That's just the way it is at Stoke at the moment. And I pick the young boys of 16 and 17 and stick them on the bench because at least they'll come on and fight for the shirts. Well, that's, that's the thing we, I want to talk about first where we obviously go into what happened with Josh Laurent. But what, what I want to talk about is 
do you reckon it's time for these kids to just be pushed in this time? Because we've got such a threadbare squad. I'd rather see Lowe up front there than Gale being wasted there. I'd rather see him there. He's got some presence about him. He's powerful. He can knock the ball down. I agree. I, I, I think I would, but I don't think he'll do it. Of course he won't uh, do it. He hasn't got the spine about, do it, has he? He'll talk about ruining the lad, but I think he'll revert back to a three-five-two against Swansea. He'll he'll just swap it round, won't he? He, he does it every week. Every week the formation changes. Whatever he does, I know I've shot on to Swansea. Whatever he does, we've got to press against Swansea because of how they pass it round the back. Well, yeah, exactly, because they're, they're very good with the ball, aren't they, Swansea? That's it. That's a key to them. You've got to stop that. Right, well, so... Come on, come on. You want to speak to Laurent again, don't you? Right, let's go on to about Josh Laurent because things were, had obviously happened after I left because I think I left on the 74th, 75th. I'd had enough. I knew they weren't going to score. But apparently there was a lot of bad chanting between... Right, well, I'll... I'll it wasn't... I'll, I'll tell you because the... the I was in amongst the fans and um, at the end of the game... Laurent, Brown and uh, the well, goalkeeper, Sarkic, started walking a fair way from the side of the pitch. Was he not stupid? And they were clapping the fans. And I couldn't believe what I saw. There was some... It was a whole block of Stoke fans that I could see because they were right next to me, um, giving fairly abusive signs. Winston Churchill would have been proud of some of them. Language that would make a man blush, I think. And throwing hot cups of tea at people too, which I thought was pretty horrendous. Whether they were hot or not, I don't know, but they were cups of tea. Where did they get these t- this tea from? Well, they buy it at Blackpool. Oh, well, oh I saw that, yeah, their, their facility. So, um, I think it was the highlight of the match. So, the players continue to walk and clap. Uh, I wouldn't have at that point. I would have thought, you know, on your bike, lads, I'm going home. Uh, and I'll give Laurent his due, because I thought he was the best player on the pitch. There was one bloke in particular that was uh, just short of having a heart attack. He was that angry. And Laurent came over. Perhaps the wrong thing was he was clutching a Blackpool shirt, but he still got his Stoke stuff on, and tried to reason with him, and it didn't work. Uh, I was embarrassed to be a Stoke fan at that point. And I know you can turn around and say everybody's a right to express an opinion, but... I think there's opinions and there's just been really downright aggressive and I, I I can understand why players want to get away from this football club. And I know that most of them we'd both like to go, Ian, but when you're, when you're the best player on the pitch, not just for Stoke, but by a country mile, and you're getting dogs abuse like that, then I begin to wonder whether the people just go to cause trouble or to get paralytic, because they certainly had no appreciation of how well that man played yesterday. And Sarkic just couldn't understand why he was being told to go forth and multiply. It was just horrible. And these are the same people that if Sarkic saved the penalty, or Laurent scored two goals, or Brown scored one goal, they'd be uplauding them. I mean, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. I know we've had a lot of rough, but my word, it's not very good for the football club. It's embarrassing. So, basically, I mean, it's it's obviously not good to, to be frustrated, but, I mean, we turned up there Saturday. The fans turned up in force. I've got to be honest. It was I was quite proud of that. Because, to be honest, I think we outnumbered them. I'm, I, I'm proud of fans turning up, but let's be honest, they haven't just gone... Those same 3,500 fans 
only went because it's a weekend on the beer in Blackpool or a day on the beer in Blackpool. They haven't gone just to support Stoke. No, I'll be honest, I didn't tell them. Exactly. <laughs> so don't start telling me how wonderfully well supported we are because nine out of every ten of those people at that match were paralytic. Oh, I wasn't paralytic, Ange. Come on now, that's amazing. I, well, I was, you're the tenth then. I, I was... <laughs> people around us were absolutely plastered. Yeah, it isn't very good, and it's not good if they're shouting abuse. Basically, I, I could, like, don't get me wrong, I can understand it was a dire performance. And, and it, well, look, Ian, Ian, if, if I said to my, I said to Alex Neil, that's a Freudian slip, I said to Alex Neil straight after the match, my first words were, your thoughts on that disappointing performance. He did not think that performance was disappointing. The only thing he thought was disappointing was the result. And that's where we differ. We are fans, and we ultimately just want the three points. If you get a nice performance, that's brilliant. But we just wanted the three points. Unfortunately, he has to work with those people day in, day out, and he has to look for the positives. And if you're looking at the positives, there were loads of them. We had 70-odd percent possession of the ball. We did nothing with it. We had so many crosses. They were awful crosses. We had so many shots. I think there's only about three on target. I mean, when you, stats can say anything, but he's got he has got to work with those players, and he isn't going to diss them. It's a very fine line when you talk to somebody like that. First of all, it's straight after the match; they're emotional. Secondly, they can't call out the players because well, they've got to use them to the end of the season, and we all know how fickle players are. And thirdly, he actually sees positives that you and I don't care about. Because ultimately, listen, I would love Stoke to win the Champions League. They could play the worst football, any league, any cup. They could be played off the pitch. But if we won every match 1-0 by an own goal or a fluke, I'd take it. Because I want to win. Right? And you can you can say all these wonderful things about how, but wouldn't it be lovely to win uh, well? Yeah, of course it would. But I'm a winner. I want to win. We haven't got enough winners in our football team at Stoke City. There aren't enough people. Jaggy Elker, I spoke to him after the match yesterday. He was gutted. He could hardly get his words out. He was so frustrated and annoyed. He actually said to me, you can tell by the way I'm speaking how I feel, he's a professional. Some of those blokes, they, they don't care. They don't care. Why don't they care? Some of them, as Ben Pearson said on loan, they go back to their own club. They, if Stoke go down, they don't go down with them. And that's the thing when you're de- de- relying on lone players and players that aren't your own. They haven't got the heart and soul in the club that you and I have. And that's the problem we've got with Stoke. We're still in, I think we're at the bottomed out stage now. I do really think we'll be on the inc- incline next year uh, if we can stay up. And I think we will stay up. But my goodness, uh, you know, we move off this bit now. We need four points from the next two games. And that's a big ass, Swansea away and Millwall at home. Uh, I don't. I don't know. And like when I look at these games, Swansea are a very good possessional team. They've got a decent player there. Is it Peru? Perau, Dutch lad. You've got a good side, Swansea. So when I look at it, but I thought I, I thought there'd be a slip up against Huddersfield. I thought it would have been a draw. Um, I know I obviously predicted Blackpool right, but I, I don't know. I, I can't judge them because they're so hit and miss. They're up. They're down. I don't know. What, what are you all thoughts on it? I, I think Swansea are a good passing side. They're seven points off the playoffs. 
I think it'll be a very difficult match, and I think the only way we'll get anything is if we press them from the start. And we don't do well at Swansea. The one thing is, though, Russell Martin's their manager, and um, I believe that he's under great pressure. Uh, I think they've got us then, Rotherham, and he's been told he needs four points from those two games. And if they can't pull that off, he'll be gone. So what, what are your thoughts on that? He needs four points from two games. We need four points from two games. What would you take now? I'd take a draw. Take a non-each draw now. I hope we beat Millwall, but I think we've got more chance of beating Swansea than we have a Millwall. So I think we've got to win. One thing I will think he'll do, I don't think he'll set up to lose. And if Clucas was uh, just off his deathbed, I'd play him at Swansea. Because he always plays well against his former clubs. He won't play, he have got a chance. But that's another thing, you know, we haven't got the Clucas effect this time. No, he, he's had some great performances against Swansea, anti-Sam Clucas. Probably his only good performance, apart apart from Barnes, who's amazing that day. But yeah. I I don't know. I think we're the squad's literally falling apart from here to here. I think. Well, you, you talk about the squad now. If Powell's anywhere near fit, I would play Powell. I don't think he would, he is near enough fit. Selena or Selena, however we're saying it, he's had tonsillitis. I don't think he'll be fully fit but I think he'll put him on because we need somebody that can at least resemble a winger why can't he play with tonsillitis I, I don't get it they used to in the past well, some, people, no, some people get it really badly and I understand this was really bad so you know we've got to, he can't please God he cannot play Campbell Gale and Brown up front again he just can't okay, he, will, he can't do that so what's your alternative he won't play low Tesla's not fit so would you put up front? I told you, you what I do. You must play with two up front. I'd, I'd, I'd still stick with a three, but I'd swap him round. I'd put Brown up front on his own, Campbell off him, Gale off him on the left, Campbell on the right, and I'd put Smallbone a bit deeper. I think we look better when we've got a flat, flat midfield with the yeah. three up front, because it just gives that bit of cover for both sides. I'd rather that, because that did work, and then he dropped it the week after, and then never put it back in again. I can't, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah, it was Fingy 4 0 once it when he played the flat yeah. midfield and then never did yeah. it again. So no. we could be could be anything. We could be playing we could be we could be playing part of the buzz next next against Swans. We could play eleven at the back. We we don't know with him because he swaps his formation every week. I can't judge it. Um and you saying he won't play low, I don't know. He won't, he won't play low. Because we don't know with the way we are transfer records going at the moment. He might drop uh, Gail might drop down with a you know, with a shin splint or a broken nail, and he's out for the Swansea game, and Lowe has yeah. to come in. So well, uh, when you, you t- just slightly going off the topic, we said Luton wasn't a great place, and so how did Luton get um, a, a safety license? Well, I think the fans, our fans yesterday, there can't be many more woeful places for facilities. Yeah, they I mean, you got Portaloos and a burger van. That was it, wasn't it? Basically, it was Portaloos. And was, a burger van. No, there was a burger van. It was it did hot dogs, and they weren't they weren't even done by half time because we always go down at thirty eight. We do so we can get a drink, miss the queues, and get an hot dog. Goes oh, they are, they are they're only warm. They've only been on two minutes. Said love, you've only just put them on. And it was right. They were not they were not far off trying to tip the van at one point. I mean, come on, use your brain. I've been some bad places, Ange, but. You know, we know Luton's bad. We've we've known that for a long time. But I haven't been Blackpool for a while because obviously we haven't played at weekends. But 
fair enough, the stands look nice, but what a joke that place was. Yeah. Makes Vale look like it, like a castle, yeah. don't it? Honestly, well, it's I mean, it's terrible. been a temporary stand for about 15 years. Well, well anyway. Um, yeah, it was a terrible place. I mean, the, the stadium looks nice, because last time I went, there was no roof. So, <laughs> it is a bit of improvement that way, but... Oh God! It it's it, it just reminds me of a place where it's like, oh, it'll look lovely when it's done, and that's the same with Blackpool. Not a good place. I probably won't go again. I found I found the whole. Exp- the, the, I'll be honest. I had a good weekend, but the game ruined it for me. Yeah, but I mean, I think when they win, when they win the Premier League, I think they still had poor to lose. Yeah, it would surprise me because because of the oyster and freezing money and all that lot. Yeah, well, you know, they were they were. A bit unsavoury, weren't they? Yeah, they, 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 they've froze money for a long time, didn't they? So the club was just falling apart. But anyway, we, we, we're digressing. We're digressing. Swansea, what's your prediction? Um, I think we'll lose 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, I'm going to go positive, 1-0 loss. Great, and what about Millwall? <laughs> we're going to get battered against Millwall. No, I think, think so? No, I think, I think we'll draw. 0-0. Nil, nil. Okay. We always draw again. Row, whatever happens with Rowett, it's always nil-nil, isn't it? Even when we played him in the Cup years ago in the Premier League, nil-nil. It's always nil-nil. So I, I, I'm hoping go 5-1 in front with a nil-nil against Millwall. <laughs> so net one point out of two hands, that's what we're predicting. Yeah, but how many points do you think we generally need? I don't think we'll go down, Ange. Unless well, I don't, but I don't know why. I'm looking at the table now, and I don't know why we won't go down. Well, go through the bottom of the table where we are, Ange. Just go through it. We are 19th in the table. We are four points... Oh, no, sorry, six points away... Oh, six points off the bottom three. Yeah. All the way through. So, unless Huddersfield and Blackpool do have a really good turn, and it could happen, really, with the people they've just put in charge. You know, Mick McCarthy... We, I, I can't remember us doing well against him in the past as well, apart from when he was at Wolves. Um, and then you look at Huddersfield, now got Neil Warnock. We know what impact he has short-term on clubs. So there's a chance. I mean, Rotherham could sneak back in there. Their performances have been dropping. But, I mean, this is this just shows you the inconsistency of our team. I mean, we've we've won 10 and we've lost 15 and only drew 7. That just shows you how bad we are. I mean, when you look at Rotherham, they're only down there because they draw too many games. But the, the only team that's close to us with a similar record really is Huddersfield. They've lost 17 and won 8 where we've only won 10 and lost 14. So, we're so it's, it's win one, lose one, isn't it, with us? We're like a boxer that take, takes a punch and then lands a punch, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So, it is worrying, but I feel we've just got enough to stay up. I don't know what your feeling is. I think we're going to go on. I, I know they've got a result in them, but I think Wigan will slowly get worse. But I don't know what's going to happen with Blackpool in Huddersfield. Rotherham, if they start winning more games, they'll fly above us. Cardiff have stopped. Do you think we'll stay up? I think we will, just. Just. But what's worrying me now is the injuries. That's what is worrying me now. We haven't brought enough in in January. We've let too many go and we haven't brought enough in. You've got to remember, we we let how many players have we let go? Six? Seven? And we've only brought three in. Which, and that's why we've got kids bolstering the squad. Because we've got no... I mean, I don't I don't understand why we put, let Harry Suter go and we had a perfect opportunity to get Creswell from Leeds for, I think, two, three million pounds it was. And we didn't do that. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. I couldn't... I mean, I'd rather have kept Kilkenny just to fill the, 
bench and come on now and again and make a bit of an impact, then let him go and bring no one in. I mean, the problem is as well that two of those players we brought in of the three are injured and injury prone. So really, it's one. Right, really, isn't it? I told someone in the crowd the other day, in, well, yesterday, and he was telling me, he was going, what a great window, eh, Tuan Zobe, what a player. I said, mate, we were lucky to get 10 games out of him. I don't think we'll get that. And I said, Ben Pearson has got a pretty bad knock. He's going to be, he's got to get fit, which will take a month. The only one we brought in who's going to play is Sarkic. Yeah. So we, we have we have every chance of going down, Ange. It's just that I'd rather stay how we are just till the end of the season, be a puncher that's getting a win. Fair enough, we're going to lose. Win, lose, win, lose. As long as... Because the thing is, we, I think we're only a tilt away from getting on a bad run. Well, uh, what do you describe as a bad run? We haven't scored in three of the last four games. But what I mean is a bad run where... We keep losing. Like, do you remember when Nathan Jones was in charge and we were literally losing yeah. every week? That That's yeah. what I mean. Whereas at the moment we are, we're, we're losing, drawing, losing, win, win. You, you know, there's, well, there's, where's the light at the end of the tunnel, Ian? The light at the end of the tunnel is we've got to get to the end of this season. John Coates is dead excited about the management team and what's happening next season. I don't know if he was just trying to cheer us up a bit but in the council meeting, but we've got to take his word for it and we've got to hope that it turns around. You see, it's got to turn around at some point, hasn't it? And you've got to spend money. If they don't spend money on that team, League One's just a matter of time. Simple as that for me. We can't keep bringing in free transfers that are done and loan players of players that really are the dregs of other Premier League clubs that nobody wants. You know, there's a reason why Man United have loaned a player whose contract's up at the end of the season out until the end of the season. They've got no interest in him. He's injured. He's no good to us. We're not going to keep him. You can have him for half a season and pay, I don't know, 30% of his wages. We've got to get away from this. We've got to start knuckling down what we're going to do. It's all over the place, isn't it? But before we go any further on this, your thoughts on how we can fix it, Ange, and then we'll talk about, obviously, the ladies. How do I think we can fix it? I think they've got to have a massive clear-out at the end of the season, which they will have. I mean, the quality in this division is awful anyway, and you can get a result against any particular person at any particular time, but in terms of us, we've got no striker, we've got no goal-scoring striker, we've got nobody can hold up the ball. I think our forwards, our forward line is as weak as it could possibly be. After a transfer window, um, it's as weak as it possibly can be. And um, when you look over the last over the last month, so four matches... If you look at the bottom eight teams, right, there's only QPR and Rotherham have got fewer points, right? QPR in a higher position, which means that we've got to go a long, long way in terms of recruitment of players to get up to where we should be. I think we need 10 players and we won't get them in the summer. I think we need more than that, to be honest. I think we need a new squad. Um... The players that are staying behind, I mean, Powell, you've got to remember most of them are loans. The rest of them, if player under contract, they were going to go. I think Brown will go in the summer. I think somebody will come in for him. Um, I've heard Celtic are keen on him. But really? That's what I've heard, yeah. I hope he'll go there because I hate him. So it's one of them, really. They've got to have a clear plan. I mean, if they're going to get small bone on a free transfer, if they're looking at getting Twanzabe on a free transfer and maybe trying to pay a million for Sarkic or something... I wouldn't prefer that. We're, we're gonna. I'd probably say 
thirty to forty million needs spending. If we if we want to really be up there and challenging, we're gonna to have to spend about forty fifty million. And well, can you see who's doing it? No. No. But no. plus, we've also got that money coming from suits of it that um, apparently we didn't need selling. It was was it's been brilliant, by the way. He's been in team of the yeah. month in the Premier League, so. Another nice little steal for Leicester. I'm still, I'm still angry about that. I can't believe we let him go for so cheap. But before we rabbit on too much, Ange, let's talk about the ladies. How have they got on this week? Well, the reserves beat Wolves 3 1 this afternoon at Clayton Wood, and we lost 2 1 the first team against Derby, having been 1 0 up. Very, very disappointing result, if I'm being honest, because as I, I could just keep saying it, Stoke with a better team. Hit the post twice, had two cleared off the line. They had three chances, a bit like our first team, three chances um, and scored with two of them. And it was a very, very disappointing result. But, you know, that's the way it goes. It's not been a great time for the women. I feel really, really sorry for them. That's it, isn't it? That's how it goes. You, you just sometimes you can play really well. Like Stoke. Stoke had all the possession yesterday and actually lost and they'll probably play a lot worse than that and win that's the worrying thing isn't it as long as as long as they keep trying and, and keep doing doing their best then then you can't you can't actually say that they're just not having the rub of the green you know the they, people are managing to clear balls off the line we're not uh, we're hitting the bar i mean kelsey richardson's uh, rosh kevill she pushed the ball down the wing Kelsey Richardson curled it into into the net and put Stoke into the lead on fifty five minutes and and it was it was really really good. Derby equalised with a scramble. The ball came across the area. I thought he took one of our defenders and went in. Their their bloke, their woman claimed it. Then that was at sixty two minutes. And then on seventy first minute, we had our first one cleared off the line. It was a free kick. Better went to edit in. She chipped the keeper and. From where I was standing, I would have argued whether it was cleared off the line or not. But um, their striker scuffed an effort past their goalkeeper on 81 minutes to make it 2-1 for them. And then it was just like the Alamo. And everybody kept going on and on and on and trying to just get this equalised and they couldn't. So that, there you go, that summed up a dreadful weekend. But well done to the reserves because they beat Wolverhampton and they thoroughly deserve the victory. And I'm fed up now. I know I could tell Andrew it's not nice, so, but we are putting action in place, aren't we? We're going to try do something through the council as well to get some more support for the girls because their facilities and where they play has been talked about as a skip this week, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. But let's hope that when you talk to the girls, they'll um, they'll actually tell you that it's improved. But we just have to deal with. The men's team at the moment, I've said, how many points are you going to have them take this week? And yet you still think we'll stay up? I think we'll stay up because I think we've just got a bit of bite. I think we've, we've right. done well, well enough. I, I'm, I'm asking you now, right, if we get one point out of those two games, look at the fixtures for March, look at the fixtures for April. We've got Sunderland away, Blackburn at home, Middlesbrough away, Norwich at home in March. How many points? Sunderland away, Blackburn at home, Middlesbrough away, Norwich at home. I think we'll beat Sunderland. Away? Yeah. Okay. Well, we always do well against Sunderland, don't know why. Yeah. Blackburn will lose. Middlesbrough? We'll lose that. 
and Norwich. Lose that. Right, so you've got us getting three points. Out of those fixtures, any normal Stoke fan will tell you we won't get any because that's how people feel at the moment. Which then takes you on to April, where you've got seven matches to save your season. I think it's going to be very, very close this season. Like you, I think we'll stay up, but I don't think we're out of the woods. We could have been out of the woods if we'd have won yesterday. If we hadn't lost, yesterday we would have been out of the woods. But we did, and that's it. We didn't, and that's it. Well, that's, that's it, Andrew. It's another negative end, but it's the only, only thing we can talk about, really, isn't it? I mean, don't worry, I think we'll stay up. I, I think we'll scrape staying up, because we've got those shock results in. It's like the 4-0 and the 3-0 midweek. I didn't expect that. But we, 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 I think we've got the odd shock in us. You know, we'll probably beat Norwich. Knowing how we're playing at the moment, we'll probably do... We'll draw against Sunderland, lose to Blackburn, and then beat Sunderland. Five, uh, Middlesbrough 5-0. It, it, it's how we are at the moment, we're, well, we're a mess. next weekend's podcast, next Sunday, the podcast will be entitled The Bright Light at the End of the Tunnel, starring Ian Mellor and Ange. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Always delighted to have you on board and listen to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast and you don't know, we've got a Facebook page, got an Instagram page. Just type in the Potters Podcast and you'll find it's pretty easy. Join the fun, as it should say. It's not the fun at the moment, I understand. And if you're new to it as well, we're on all podcast providers, Spotify, Amazon and iTunes. If you're on iTunes, if you give us a five-star review, it means a lot to the podcast. You don't have to, but it's better than any of the other numbers. We'll be back next week, obviously, hopefully a bit better. So come on, the Potters. Thanks for listening. ta all the best.